Father in America podcast by Simon Javanokele live from Seattle in Washington USA. Uh, greetings greetings beautiful people my name is Simon Javanokele I'm excited to be here with you for another amazing episode of the African Father in America podcast and I have an incredible guest who is joining us today all the way from New York. Uh Kisha go ahead and say hello to our viewers and our listeners. Good morning everyone. I'm Kisha. Thank you so much for having me, Simon. Of course, of course. Thank you again for all the wonderful work that you do. Uh I am ex- excited, you know, for us to dive deep into your story, uh to learn about the work you do with Love Light Locks and uh for people to see and kind of start feeling uh your products. Uh for now I want to start with an African proverb that is going to ground our conversation today. Our proverb today is from Zimbabwe and it says that patience is an egg that hatches large birds. Patience is an egg that hatches large birds. So if you're watching this on YouTube just make sure you share your comments down below so that we know your own perspective on this proverb and also if you haven't subscribed to the channel make sure you do that now and give this video a thumbs up um i want to share the three nuggets of wisdom related to this proverb and then i'll create space for my special guest to be able to also speak about it so the proverb says um you know patience is an egg that hatches large birds The first nugget of wisdom around this proverb says that big things can take time. Big things can take time. Don't expect to achieve your biggest goals overnight, you know. Be patient, be persistent and you will eventually reach your destination. That's the first nugget of wisdom. The second one says that enjoy the journey. Don't get so focused on the end result that you forget to enjoy the process. take your time and savor each step along the way that's our second one and then the last one is that don't give up you know things won't always work according to the plan but if you are patient and persistent you will overcome any obstacle you know i love this uh, proverb and uh, i love meditating every morning when i wake up i try to drink a big uh, thing of water and meditate and i you know the next thing after my meditation is always this show and these proverbs and i never actually think about these proverbs in my meditation until this morning is when i've been doing this for 3 years by the way kisha but i never actually think about these proverbs in my meditation i just think about my problems i think about the projects i have to do uh and the, the you know the the things that are most important in my life but today this one really moved me because uh you know from from just a little thing inside the egg to a big bird uh even recently i was in kenya and i was able to see you know some of the biggest birds in the world you know like the the flamingo you know uh and they just came from a tiny egg like this so it required a lot of patience and sometime the egg had to be hidden somewhere in the bush but eventually it became something huge something that an entire family could feed on you know so i just feel that this is such an, an important proverb i want to get your perspective on it uh, kisha what do you think about it 
I really like what you just said. Well, first of all, I identify with your second nugget the most when it comes to the journey. But um, when I first saw that we were going to be discussing this proverb, I sat and think and thought about it for a while because my first thought was, well, is the large egg going to hatch regardless if I'm patient or not? I think it still will hatch. However, the process of of the of waiting for the hatching is not going to be a pleasant one. So it's so important that we do practice patience and learn to trust the journey and have faith. And when we when we are less anxious throughout the process, then the journey is is really the reward. You know, we're always taught or we believe that the destination is the reward but if there's if there had ever been a goal that you had when you achieved it it never really felt as great as the feeling that you had in anticipation for the the thing the goal so that tells me that really the journey the process is is what really matters so when we're patient throughout that process the the destination which is the large bird here it's it's more enjoyable it's more rewarding so yeah that's that's where that's what i thought about this morning when i was um contemplating the proverb yeah i love that i love that i love uh, your thought also in regards to making the journey be the destination because a lot of the time we get distracted by you know um I have to I have to get this degree you know I have to get this job uh, I have to I have to travel to this destination but the hassle to get the money to travel to that destination is actually fun it's actually exhilarating you know because eventually you make it there and it's just a 3 day vacation or a one week vacation and you're like how did I get here by the way you know <laughs> so I love that right yeah I love that I see that we've been joined by quite a few people. I want to see comments. Uh I want you to let us know your own perspective on the proverb and our conversation with the incredible Kisha. Kisha, I want you to go back uh and reflect uh you know with me on a time when you're maybe 8 to 12 years old uh and a story around that time that continues to drive who you are as a leader and the CEO of Love Lights Lock. Uh, love light locks and I, w- i will share a quick story here you know i was born and raised in kisumu kenya uh, kisumu is the third largest city in kenya and uh, it's right by lake victoria which is the largest lake in africa you know when you're looking at the map of africa online or in any maps you see the biggest water body is right on the eastern side of africa So I grew up right around that lake. Uh and my mother was uh a, an entrepreneur, you know. Uh she started a business where she was distributing milk and bread and other other commodities in our neighborhood. You know, we grew up in the ghetto in the slum where we would buy one loaf of bread and divide it into four and it feeds four different families, you know. And so I was one of her distributors every morning when I woke up Uh, she she gave me a bicycle one day and asked me look you have to help me here you have to do something and i was just eight, you know i could not even sit on the bike seat you know it's it was a big bike you know 
So a lot of kids, the moment you learn how to ride a bike, you just, you know, you have uh, the BMX, the little children's bikes, but I had an adult's bike and my job was to use it to distribute milk and bread in our neighborhood. But then when I go back to those days, uh, today when I look back, I feel that those are the days that actually gave me the attitude I have towards waking up early, hustling, uh, you know, being patient like this proverb was saying, uh, and I think those are the days that really drive me today. Those are the moments that, uh, you know, made me an entrepreneur and uh, and the kind of person that I have become. So I want you to go back as well and share with us a similar story that really, you know, inspires you to continue doing the amazing work that you do. Well, I hope you don't mind. I want to go back to a story when I was a teenager. This, and I refer to this very often. I probably think about this once a week since I was a, since I was in my twenties. Um, so when I was a high school student, I went to a performing arts high school. So I was pursuing acting and um, visual arts and dance. And I had a theater teacher who taught us part-time. So he would come in two times a week and his main job was actually acting. So he was actually a struggling actor and he would come wearing raggedy clothes. His hair would be messy, but he always came with a bright spirit and he was very talented. He was very talented. And I remember um, one particular day we were pre uh, preparing for our showcase and I had quickly memorized my lines. I had a long monologue that I actually wrote myself. And my teacher was like, Keisha, you, you know, you're really good at this. Would you, like, do you want to prefer this? I mean, do you want to pursue this as, a, as your career? And I said to him, no, I don't want to pursue acting because I want to have a more practical job. I think that I want a more reliable income. And then he said, I understand. And immediately after I said that, I felt a little disrespectful because he's a full-time actor. So I'm basically telling him that his career path is unreliable and, you know, unrealistic. Now, um, I forgave myself, but fast forward maybe four years, I saw my teacher on a trailer for the movie 42 playing Jackie Robinson. I'm, I'm like, wait a second, that looks like Chad. Is that Chad, my theater teacher in high school? Needless to say, years go by, he, he's in countless other roles, most notable as Black Panther. And uh, I, I get choked up thinking about it because here's the thing. I grew up in Brooklyn, New York. Um, it's the part of Brooklyn that I grew up, it's, it's not very inspirational. There's not a lot of people around that you can say made it. Everyone is just living paycheck to paycheck, day by day, just trying to get by. So we don't always see someone make it. And that can hinder our own aspirations. So seeing Chad, which is what he had us call him, seeing Chad 
soar to the heights that he soared to was beyond inspirational for me. Even though I don't necessarily want to pursue theater or acting anymore, maybe a little bit. I do do um, short films here and there. But just the fact that this man, I saw where he came from. I, I remember seeing him every day wearing raggedy clothes and not having um, a haircut and just looking a mess, but still, still being positive. And I saw where he, where he, what he achieved in his life. And just that alone inspires me that I don't have to be amongst a whole bunch of successful people. I just, I know one person who made it. If he can do it, why can't I? Whatever the it is, right now I'm, I'm pursuing my business endeavors. So that's the it for me. I, I can be just as successful as I want to be even though my circumstances weren't the ideal. You know, I don't, I didn't have my mom to give me a million dollar loan, like, like Donald Trump got his dad to give him. I didn't, I don't, I didn't have, my degree is not even in business. My degree is in Africana studies and sociology. So I don't even have a business foundation, but just, just the belief in oneself is really what's needed to to be successful in any field and i i often think to to chadwick boseman to chadwick boseman because he inspired me so much just just knowing where he came from and knowing where i came from i know it's possible 100 percent, 100 he inspired many of us who didn't even know him like that you know uh you know even the the wakanda forever symbol that to until now you know people still yeah people still greet each other like that you know the 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 clothing the fashion uh, honestly this is the closest i've got to somebody who knows him uh the other person that i know that knows him that has worked closely with him is lupita nyongo you know lupita yeah her okay. father yeah her father is the governor of my hometown back in kenya you know Yeah so I know a few people who actually mentored her as an actress and helped her develop in the in you know in, back in Kenya you know so this is this is really really beautiful but I want you now to talk to us about uh love light locks you know uh uh you mentioned a few times that you know this is not what you studied you know and uh in America uh you know the percentage of people who pursue their own business endeavors is very very low you know uh, i don't know what the exact stats are but also the percentage of people who start and stop in the next in the first month the second month the first year the third year very high you know and so uh you have been persistent you you are successful and uh, you are also providing a product that is needed because for me personally i have locks and i feel like even if you look at my locks and yours yours are very clean they are they are like happy locks they are well taken care of <laughs> and i was actually looking for a black owned uh you know business that produces uh you know products that i can use for my own locks and that's when i ran into you know uh, your products and so i want to learn more uh why this why why love light locks i love the name by the way and um so share with us just the back story uh where things are and where you want things to go okay 
Well, the proverb of the day definitely rings true for me because I, well, I started my locks when I was 19 years old. So now I've had my locks for 13 years. And when I first started my locks, I was filming the process on YouTube. Basically, it was very, it was very common and trendy for people to do monthly updates so people can see how locks progress. So people can learn the process and you see what they can expect for if they go on the journey themselves. And as I was consistent, I developed a following. Eventually, as I kept learning about lock maintenance and lock hair care, I started modeling for locticians and doing hair shows and things like that. I a model for big brands as well. I uh, I realized that I have an influence now, and I have to be responsible with my influence. So, rather than promoting brands that I didn't necessarily trust 100% because of certain ingredients that were being used, I decided to do the work and create products for myself and to sell to my viewers. So I developed my first hair growth oil in 2017 or 18. And every year since then, I put out another product. I actually have a lock detox shampoo, which is coming out the end of the month. <laughs> the end of the month, it should be coming out. It should be available. But I have uh, two different hair growth oils. I have um, a hair moisturizer, a mist. Um, this product right here, this is the Love Light and Locks Gel. It's one of my favorite products. I had I worked very closely with a chemist to help formulate it exactly how I want it. It smells like pe peppermint. Um, that's because it has essential the peppermint essential oil in it, and um, so that's can be used for retwists or just styling. And yeah, so um, that's where I'm at now. Um, 2023. So it's it's been some years since I've been. On this path, um, I'm seeing steady growth, and I'm every day I'm just practicing patience on the journey. Uh, recently, um, my product it, um, got on to Walmart.com, so that's a, a feat. Eventually, I would like it to be in the sh in shelves on shelves, like in in Targets and and Sally's, Beauty Ulta, things like that. So. Yeah, so I still have some my work cut out for me, but I'm acknowledging the progress that I've made because in 2018, when I first began in my mom's kitchen, I never thought that um, that I would still be doing it to this day. Like you said, most businesses don't succeed, and I don't, I don't, I didn't, oh, I didn't have the foundation for business. I, I don't. I'm a creative. I always identified as a creative. Like I said, I went to art school. Uh, I didn't anticipate being an entrepreneur, but it, it came very naturally, especially because I was making these YouTube videos about my locks. And I just did it because I loved it. I loved interacting with my viewers. I loved sharing information that I learned about locks. And it's just, everything is just so seamless. So, I, I'm, just, I'm trusting the process, trusting the journey, 
and awaiting my large egg my large bird i should say yeah yeah, yeah i love that i love that so since 2017 <laughs> 2018 is when you started and every year you've you've uh, introduced a new product and uh you know i, I just i just have, i'm very proud of you it's no no joke you know no joke because it's different when you're making a product that people consume that people actually uh consume to look good consume to look better consume to feel like their locks locks people who have locks are very particular you know it's not like people who have other hairstyles so they will tell you if they don't feel good about your product so uh you know it's 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 incredible what you've been able to do um i want you to i want you to take us back a little bit uh you know and and share with us uh, two things one is you you know your most challenging time with your business because a lot of business people also watch this show just the other day i was interviewing one of the first africans to move to the seattle area in the early 60s and then he founded the african chamber of commerce of the pacific northwest that actually creates a lot of opportunities for businesses here to also invest in africa you know anyway uh speak about one of your most challenging moments with your business something that made you feel like oh today this is it i'm not i'm not doing this anymore you know and then speak about uh you know one thing that makes you want to even grow your business the way you're speaking about it to see it in sh- more shelves to see it in more countries you know uh, just do the comparison and contrasting there a little bit okay so i want to say okay 2020 we dealt with a global pandemic and we dealt with it pretty steadily into 2020 21 as well. However, it was devastating. It was really good for online businesses, small businesses in particular. So that was when in 2020 was when my business net or gross, I should say, the most money it's ever made to date. So in 2021, it was almost as as good as 2020. But when 22 2022 came around and it wasn't as as good as the previous two years it was really discouraging. I it took me a while to realize that it wasn't necessarily me and my business, it was pretty much the trend across businesses period. Small businesses really thrived in 2020 and 2021 and then in 2022 when people went back to work and back outside the businesses didn't do as well anymore so at first i i you know i thought it was me i thought i was doing something wrong i so it was really it was really devastating the drop in the income that i i that i made because i i had all this progress and i was just so proud of myself and especially because i was very sickly in 2020 Actually I was very sickly from 2019 into 2020 into 2021 a little bit too but I'm I'm a lot better now but so it was really I was really proud of myself that I was able to fight through the chronic condition that I was dealing with and still be able to reach the success with my business especially because at the time I was the only the only employee 
Well, I am the only employee, but um, now I have some independent contractors that help me a bit. But um, yeah, so just um, just understanding that with business, there's going to be highs, there's going to be lows. You know, the economy is going to shift and that's going to impact your business. So, so just being aware of that and just being conscious of that and knowing that it, while times may look down, they will go back up. That's just a cycle. That's just how it works. So um, that just being, being aware of that has been really helpful. And I forgot the on part two of your question. Yeah, I feel like you answered it. You 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 answered it okay. by by speaking <laughs> about the highs and the lows, you know, because the question okay. was really about the most challenging times and also the most successful uh times and you just uh answered it there. But I want you to just share with our viewers and our listeners how they can actually support you. You know, if say somebody's watching now and they want to buy uh, one of your Love Light Locks products, where should they go, you know? And also share how they can uh, stay connected with you on social media. Okay, great. So you guys can all purchase my lock products. And by the way, my products are beneficial for people with Afro hair as well. So you don't need to have locks. You know, natural hair is natural hair, period. But um, yes, you can shop at KeishaCharmaine.com and you can follow me everywhere at Keisha Charmaine. So that's on YouTube where I have YouTube tutorials, um, styles and maintenance and natural hair conversations, kind of like ones that we're having right now. Um, also Instagram at Keisha Charmaine, Pinterest, TikTok, all over the internet. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. Thank you so much. Now, Keisha, I want you to take space and now just uh, speak about something that I didn't ask uh, or an area of our conversation that I haven't touched, you know, take space. Okay. I do actually want to talk about the lock journey because it is, it is also relevant to the, the proverb of the day. Um, you know, a lot of times people will reach out to me for advice along their their lock journey you know they will say things like keisha my hair is ugly right now my hair is frizzy i don't like the way it looks um why doesn't my hair look like yours and things like that and oftentimes they'll go ahead and cut their hair off or comb the locks out because they decided to give up on the journey but i do want to remind everyone that when it comes to a lock journey, again, it's a, it's a process that you do have to trust. As your hair locks, it does, it does look frizzy. It does look messy. You know, it, it, it doesn't look like how you want it to look. It doesn't look like the destination. What's really important about the lock journey, however, is that it's more than a hair journey. It's a journey of self-discovery. It's a journey where you can develop your character and appreciate your natural beauty. Oftentimes, especially as Black women, we lean on our hair for beauty. So when our hair doesn't fit the standard of beauty, the Eurocentric standard of beauty, or even just even the 
African-American standard of beauty, we, we feel ugly, we do. And it's really important that we understand that our beauty does not come from our hair. Our beauty doesn't even come from anything physical because at the end of the day, I'm sure we've all met people who aren't traditionally attractive, but it was something within them that drew us to them. And it's their energy, it's their spirit, it's their light. And throughout the lock journey, when you're not feeling as conventionally beautiful as you may have in the past, it is the ideal time for you to cultivate your character and appreciate the beauty within. And once you do that, in the blink of an eye, your hair is, is locked. You're, you're out of the, the awkward stage where your hair is extra frizzy and you're, you're, you're now your own, you're, you're your own hair goals. And I think that it's important that we focus on that part of the lock journey. We mostly talk about, you know, the hair part, but we need to talk more about the internal part. Yeah. That's so, so profound what you just said, you know, uh, and you have to, you have to develop thick skin because sometimes you go to work and uh, people will literally discriminate against you because of your, of, of your hair, you know. Uh, but they forget about who you are, you know, they forget even about the skills that you bring on the table, you know, the experiences that you bring on the table. So uh, that's such a beautiful way uh, for you to share, you know, basically your closing remarks before we wrap up our show today. I would definitely love to have you back uh, on the show, uh, you know, in the coming weeks and months. If you have a new product, come and talk about it here, you know. Uh, and I just want to encourage you to continue on and uh, I'll definitely be one of your clients and I'll continue being one of your fans. But I just want to see uh, who else joined us here. Uh, I see one comment here from Martin or so. Martin is actually uh, in Kenya, in Nairobi, Kenya, and he just says that he's tuned in and he's enjoying the show. Uh, Keisha, thank you again. You have a beautiful day and keep up the good work. I'm sure we will we will stay connected. Uh, I'm really, really grateful for the time that you created for us to uh, have you on the show today. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Simon. I'll talk to you soon. Okay, we'll talk soon. Bye. Take care. Bye. African father in America. You are listening to African Father in America podcast by Simon Javanokelo live from Seattle.